Welcome to the Author Arena, where we help you find the tools you need to give your publishing business a fighting chance. I'm Paddy Finn. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mary and Fatima. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Vela, I believe. So you guys want to take it away? Sure. Mary, what do you think about the exciting news about Kindle, Amazon's Vela program? Patty brought up something that I think a lot of people are forgetting. And what was that, Patty? Is this the fact that it's only available to people in the United States currently? I, or where, where are you reading that? So when I logged in, because mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about Vela in, in the last few weeks or recently, and I haven't had a chance to log in yet. So I'm sort of learning um, as we go here. But I just logged in to my screen and got that nice big warning message only available to KDP publishers who are based in the United States. So I'm hoping, you know, me being in the UK and Ireland, that it'll be coming here soon um, because it is something I'd be interested in doing. Um, I have looked into the Wattpad in the past and I've been thinking of serializing things on Patreon. Uh, it looks like Vela is just another opportunity to maybe recycle some of that. Um, I don't know what they're planning on doing in terms of exclusivity. Is there anything around that? Like I said, I'm learning, so maybe you guys can help me figure this out. Okay, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I went to the Amazon.com and I'm like, I don't have that anywhere. <laughs> You're Amazon UK, I'm Amazon US, so the warning label wasn't there for me. Okay, And that's yeah. something maybe us as Americans need to be aware of when we run to our friends. Are you? Have you heard about this? Odds are the European, I don't even know if the Canadian friends have heard about it, so... I'm thinking the U.S. is probably the test market. Could be. You guys get everything first, which is only, only understandable, but also a little annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's actually been a, a lot of buzz around it this week, talking about it in different platforms, the pros and the cons, how it would work for our indie business, which is why we're bringing this conversation here. How could Vela help? Or actually, how could talk, not talking, writing in that format, help your indie author business. And do you, not just Vela though, because I know we started with, do you have Radish in the UK? I believe we have access to that and uh, Wattpad and probably a few others I'm not really clued in on. I, I looked into uh, Radish and Wattpad. I, try, I actually started posting something on Wattpad before and I just got out of the habit of doing it. Otherwise, I was actually enjoying the platform, and um, I liked the idea of kind of doing it serialized because you don't have to wait until you have a full novel. You're able to create this content, and people have that expectation that they're going to get that content at a certain time. Maybe you're doing it once a week or whatever it is, and it's a nice way to build up a different audience. There's different people. It is a different audience, right? Those people aren't necessarily going to be the same people who go and buy a book on Amazon. And vice versa. So it's a matter of, you know, maybe tapping into an audience that you wouldn't otherwise reach. Um, so I can see that as a benefit. So I really do want to try it. But again, I don't really know anything about it. So <laughs> I need to learn. <laughs> and how about Fatima? How do you, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mary. I was going to ask the same thing you were going to ask. Do you have those in your part of the world? Do I have what? Wattpad, Radish? I don't know because I've never looked them up. Oh, okay. My assumption was that it was a wide site and that people internationally could go to Wattpad and Radish and read. 
Is that not the case? I have learned from the discovery with Patty and when he went to Vela and it wasn't available, I can assume that other parts of the world have it because of what I'm seeing, but they may be seeing something different from their internet browser. Yeah, that's true. I think um, what's uh, Wattpad and Radish, suppose because they've been around for so long, they are widely widely available now. But yeah, Amazon do tend to do that, don't they? I think even, was it their ad system? When that first came out, it was only available in the US, then they slowly rolled it out to other things, and then it was the US, and or UK, and a bunch of other bigger markets. And then even right up until about a year and a half, two years ago, there weren't really, there were other markets in the Europe, in Europe, I think, that only came around. So I don't know if it's more of just a, a KDP type thing where they roll things out into the US first and then gradually everyone else gets it. But um, yeah, I, I guess we're probably going to have to learn a lot of this through you, Mary, because <laughs> you, can, you can do it and let us know how you get on. <laughs> so Mary, how do you plan on using Vela? I am the time travel fantasy story that I've been blathering on about that is horrible. I am starting from scratch and I'm rewriting it. Mm. And originally I started with 11 characters and it was too many. So I'm scaling back to two or three characters. And because I have the story premise, I can follow through on the commitment of giving five to 700 words a week. I personally don't know if I'm going, well, actually I'm not, I am. I am going to use it to launch my fantasy author name. And I know from experience with my romance author name, when I write with the awareness that there's a reader on the other side, I write better. It was even brought up to me last night. The book I posted on my website, a scene at a time, the reader was like, you changed. What happened? Well, I knew you were there to receive the information. So I know a lot of people are going to go into this with finance in mind, but I'm going into this with craft in mind. I'm better when I know someone's going to see it. It gives value to what I'm saying. Interesting. I mean, we talked about this before um, when you mentioned you use your blog for serializing things anyway, or you have done in the past. So how would how would that work with this? Would you be able to recycle that content and have it on multiple platforms, including your website and here and anywhere else you want to put it? Or does it all have to be, is there a specific way that you have to do it? Or is this still something people don't know? Okay, with Vela, it's Amazon exclusive. It cannot have been previously published anywhere. You cannot unpublish your book, cut it up, and post it. And that's specific in the terms of service. That also, I would imagine, wouldn't work because serialized fiction isn't the same as taking chapters of your book and just, you know, putting them up one at a time. There's a different skill, no? You know that, I know that, but that's something... That I'm obviously, if it's in their terms of service, Amazon has thought that's a possibility of happening. And so they say it succinctly. You can't take your book down and put it in this platform. They want new material for their... I forgot the question. What's next? <laughs> How do you plan on using Vela in your author strategy in terms of, like you mentioned, you're using it to launch your fantasy. 
name. But will you be launching a new episode once a week, twice a week, three times a week? What is your expectation? What do you hope, like, what is the best case scenario for you? Would you abandon your sweet romance name if this takes off? Or would it be a part-time thing? Would you launch books in KDP? I will never abandon my sweet romance name because I'm still writing my sweet romance stories. And I've been writing both genres side by side. I just didn't have the confidence for the fantasy um, arena, so to speak. My romance author name is Mary Mayweather. My fantasy author name is M.B. Mayweather. And I, I will have Mary Mayweather. It'll be on my Mary Mayweather page. So people know it's the same person type of a thing. And so it's not a new pen name. It's it's just I'm a prolific author. But I will work on launching MB Mayweather. I'll do a website. I'll do the short stories to share. And that's easy for me because I write for my students. I actually started this book or this this series of novels for my students. So that's why it isn't taking away from my romance name. So how often will you be publishing in Kindle um, and the Vela program? Twice a week. And and that's just for my, because I, I got 60,000 words and that's a long time to, for, to pull people along. And, and, and so twice a week, that's 1,500, 2,000 words. That's 30 weeks, half. So that's, that's my plan. I could always speed it up. And, and usually I write more because I get impatient. So I can imagine it would also for readers. Paddy, how would you use it? It's actually quite timely, um, other than the fact that I, I don't know if it's available to me yet or not, because I have this message yet I'm allowed to start a story. So who knows? Um, so the reason I'm saying it's timely is because I'm, I think we've mentioned before in the past as well that I'm moving into the fantasy side of things. The same thing. I've, I've been considering, oh, well, what about putting this onto another platform um, and doing it as a serial? Um, just because I have so much else going on, I don't I don't have time to sort of sit down and focus on a novel start to finish as as soon as I would like to. Um, if I was going to just sit down and focus on a novel from start to finish, it, it would have to happen maybe early 2022. But if I was going to do a serial thing where, like Mary was saying, you only have to dedicate a little bit of time every week to doing this thing, um, that's, a, that's a really attractive proposition. So I, I would probably use it for something similar, just testing the waters with my fantasy um, pen name. And yeah, I would love to give it a go if, if, we, if we're allowed to use it. Is it something... And, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I was actually, like, I was primed for this because I'm in RWA and serials, this was before Vela, the Avella announcement came out, serials was one of our topics. And so in my RWA chapter, we were discussing how to use serial in our author business and what started in Wattpad, but one was in Rad. She gave another name of one and I could find the note somewhere. But apparently I was like surprised because I did not realize this was something that people could do to make money. Yeah, that was why I originally tried Wattpad years ago because I saw that people were making a living off it. And I thought, well, I'm running this thing as a business. So if that is a possible stream of income and, you know, any good business person or good and the author running a publishing business or whatever wants to have multiple incomes, income streams 
to mm-hmm. diversify you know their risk and whatever spread it out a little bit so something that's why i kind of tackled it at one point and then it, but it did fall by the wayside even though i knew that there was that benefit so it, but it's always been in the back of my head it's like i keep thinking, I want to go back to it at some point because I love the idea of just doing that serial thing where you're not locked into completing the whole novel. But at the same time, it's kind of like, if you do this serialization, uh, is it a matter of turning it into a book later or do you just leave it up there for as long as it is financially viable to do so? Or is this all like untraveled... Is it all like new? Is this a new frontier? You know, is it something that we don't know yet? Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to get a feel for these things. I will tell you what, um, how it was presented to us in RWA. The speaker was saying that in other countries, everybody has a cell phone, and if you want to read it on a cell phone screen, and actually, she brought up India. They don't have a lot. Like a lot of people don't have computers, but they do have devices. There's an audience that you could tap into. But then you just popped in my head, Vel is not going to be available to India. So am I limiting my audience by participating only in Vela? If it's successful, I'd be surprised if it wasn't rolled out pretty quickly, like in the next year or two. But then, you know, that's speculation. We don't know that. But that's a good point. What about you, Fatima? Is it something you would do with your books or stories? I think it would be an interesting experiment. So I've kind of been thinking about having, putting up an ongoing serial on my website. This might be a more interesting experiment. I'm not sure. I have a project that I could put up there and I've talked to Mary about it, but now I'm second guessing it because I think if I put up a serialized work, it would be more useful if I introduced my world and got readers hooked on my world. So while they were waiting for another episode to come out, they could visit my shelf and buy other books, other series set in the same world. So that might be a better strategy instead of creating this other world, uh, the separate world. That is clever. Yeah, it's, it's clever. Like, I'm also thinking like brand recognition. Okay, so if you if you release a novel, you have a big launch, and you know there's a, a window where people get to see your your book and it's out there, and you have a little more visibility because you're going up in the ranks and whatever. But then that's it. You know, generally it sort of like goes down in the rankings. People don't really see it as much, and then it's sort of like you know time moves on, and then maybe you you promote it later on or whatever as part of another promotion and then people see it again but there could be a long stretch of time between those two things happening but with this thing if you're doing a serial in my head one of the benefits could be that you're keeping your work in front of people's eyes more often like if you release something every monday let's say then your readers get to they get to learn oh yeah monday's the day when this thing comes out i'm going to go read it or at least they're seeing it every week or regularly. So is there a benefit to it in being more, you know, helping you with your brand recognition? People becoming more familiar with you and seeing you rather than like you pop up, your head pops up one day and you're gone. And then you pop up later again and then you're gone. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm spitballing here, but I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if that would be a factor. You know what I wonder or I'm wondering about is I should almost get in there to see See, I don't, now Fatima has me second guessing my strategy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because, 
No, that's okay. I appreciate that. That that's that's one of the many things I love about you is I'll be like I'm all spit fire fire and you're like uh settle down, settle down. <laughs> There's cool candy over there too. If they had I'm sure they do. Like because with Wattpad you could load your stories and schedule the release. Is that something that would be in the platform? I and because I've not played with the other platforms but now my head is spinning and I'm like, oh, I need to create a world. Well, I've created a world, but how do I show this world with the books? But then I need to also scale back because I have romance land worlds too. So that's part of it. Like, how do you find a balance so that you're not committing too much to Vela? Because we still don't know what the payout will be exactly. It says 50% of the token price. But we don't know, is Amazon going to give a lot of free tokens to people at the beginning to entice them to join the program? You know, like the KU subscription model, where they're like, you know, buy a Kindle and you get three months free, six months free. So we still don't know. And from what I've heard, they've already changed the prices of the tokens. So again, this is going to take a while for people like to see, is it worth you know, the time? Is it worth the effort? Is it worth, you know, the experimentation? I think it's always fun to experiment, but don't allow the experiment to affect your actual strategy and business. Flip side of that, you also have the point where if you are among the first to adopt a new, I'm not going to call it a trend, but a new platform, you're often in a better position than someone who turns up on that platform five years down the line, right? Because you've had that time to build up more of an audience and a presence. So people who take the risk and do go all in on it, or at least invest a significant amount into it, it could be that that's a risk, but if it pays off, it could pay off big. You don't know. But then, you know, it might not pay off. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I would just caution against um, putting aside the work, like the book you're working on now that you're going to mm -hmm. launch on Amazon or wide retailers yeah. mm -hmm. just to participate in Vela because yeah, we still yeah. don't know. We don't even know if it's launching in July. They might move that up. They might move it back. But the interest that I've seen people express, I think, you know, it's a positive sign. Mm-hmm. It's too early to know whether readers will flock to Amazon for this kind of storytelling. You know, they're familiar with Wattpad and Radish. Will they, will they leave? Will they, will they entice them into visiting and downloading and buying these tokens? Who knows? I wonder, I kind of wish, if Amazon's listening to this, that there was a way to make some of your stories available for, so the reader would get the experience before the, like, because it's going to be the first five episodes are free and that's when they start paying. Is it the first five? I heard it was the first three. I believe it's the first three episodes are free and then they have to buy, but I'm, that's when I first heard about it. And then six, since then I keep hearing conflicting information so that could have changed like you say it'll take a while before things settle down and there people know what exactly is happening i think that's a great model though depends on what number they're using obviously but to have those first few free it's kind of like giving you it puts the onus on you as the author to hook that person and to make that story compelling enough for them to want to spend a token on you uh, no it's also interesting in the redeem tokens to unlock kindle villa episodes this line is interesting. The number of tokens required to unlock an episode 
varies based on episode length. So there's encouragement to write longer. And you are right. It's the first three episodes are free. Mm -hmm. So 200 tokens are $1.99. And 200 tokens, $1.99 is for four plus episodes. $4.99 is for 10 plus. So it would be $1.99 if the episode is roughly 600 to 1,000 words. It'd be $1.99 for 4,000 words. I'm That's not sure how there. the math works there, to be honest. I'd have to take a look at it properly. I'm like, man, I was all excited. Now this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. You still don't know what... Amazon is going to pay you. There's a lot of things to take into consideration. A, you don't know how many tokens they will say your episode needs. Mm -hmm. And then you don't know those tokens, you'll get 50%. So what is the total? There's a lot of math. I'm, yeah, it's yeah. too late for me to do math right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they may have like a delivery fee or charge the way they have on KDP as well or on, on eBooks. So you, you don't know what else is going to factor in in the background. See, but this is a good discussion though, because I just thought, you know, you paid $1.99 and it's like you go to the fair and you have your tokens and you use it to, or, or you could buy like with the state fair out here, you pay $15 and you can ride all the rides for a day. In my mind, you get so many tokens and then you can read so much for that time period. Well, if you're having to buy tokens to read every story, then you have a different question. What are you doing to set yourself apart from the other authors that are on? the? Because now people are in KU, they have any author they want. They can go from author to author to author to author and Kapow, they're reading, you know, Bonanza. But here, it's a scarcity, kind of. I only have 100 tokens. What story am I going to read? Because the thing is, when you get a book in your hands, and you get to the middle of a book, and it's not great, maybe it started off really good, but like all of a sudden, it, it's like, oh, this book, I don't know if I can keep reading this. You kind of force yourself because you paid for the book. And then mm -hmm. with Kindle Unlimited, it's, it's free, but you went to the trouble of looking for the book and downloading it, and you kind of maybe don't want to return it. So you finish it anyway. But with these things, it's it's almost like, well, I have to invest more in this if I want to read the rest. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. actually willing to do that. <laughs> so there's mm -hmm. no sunken cost fallacy behind it, which means you kind of you have to be you have to keep those readers engaged, or they're not going to keep paying for your for your your seasons, your episodes. It's an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> and, but the thing is, you know, because I have been reading on it. This is not something that people have brought up. They have been bringing up the bigger picture, the author rights versus like the possibilities for where it could take your career. I like that we're actually discussing it from the reader perspective. I think it's important to do that because no matter what you like, this is a new product, really, when you think about it. You know, it's a completely separate product from an ebook or a paperback. And, you know, anytime I'm thinking of whether I should invest my time or money or effort in a new product, I have to look at it from the buyer's perspective. It's like, well, if I was a person coming into this thing, how would I behave? And I don't know. I think as an author, what I would be tempted to do, because just based on what, what you guys have said, would be to... So I have this fantasy series that I really want to write. I have a whole bunch of other 
things on other platforms based around this IP that I'm working on. So there are things happening on Twitch, on Patreon, etc. So I want to sort of like try and have this same IP have pr a presence on different platforms. So what I would love to do is and now different uh, different books and different things. I don't just mean all the one the one book. So what I would like to do is maybe come up with a novella that's maybe a prequel to something that I want to write. That means it's something small. You're not, you know, dedicating a huge amount to it. Let's say 20,000 words or whatever. You know, it's nice to start things small and see how it goes. That's the way I like to do it. And that's the way I, that's the way I entered the whole publishing thing to begin with. It was just a couple of short stories, throw them into a book, stick it up there, see what happens. I would do something similar here. Do a novella, put it up just to learn the ropes and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, based on that, then you could decide, okay, well, it went better than I expected or... Maybe I learned something. Maybe I need to do it again, but do it better or do it this way. But maybe just trying something small to begin with. And then Fatima, I'm going to ask you, because now I'm like, how am I going to do this? How do you introduce people to your story world? You jump right in. Like into like your first story or? So for me, if, okay, so the way I would do it is you have three episodes to hook them. Again, we know this, your first 500 words have to be like really great hooks, right? Mm -hmm. What are the stakes? What's going on? Let's get to it. I would introduce bits and pieces of the world, but I would have the MC, the main character, ask a lot of questions. So she will be, the reader will be discovering the world through the eyes of the main character. She will be unfamiliar with the world. Um, I like the trope of hidden magical world. So that works just fine for me. I know some readers prefer for supernaturals to be out in the open. But I always like the origin story. You know, how did this person come into their power? You know, the surprise, the learning. So I would start with a new MC and have them discover their magic. Um, fall into a situation where their magic, you know, appears. And then this is where they discover the whole new world and introduce them to the world that already exists, you know, in my other series. Um, so, for example, my setting is Barcelona. Mm -hmm. And I'm very specific about the locations I use and about certain features in my world, um, the characters, the, you know, the supernatural types, th those characters, they will also appear in the serial. So you will recognize the name of the store, you will recognize the name of, you know, this bar, and just the variety of different locations will pop up frequently. The only way, is, uh, sorry, the only problem I foresee is will I run into an issue where the timeline doesn't make sense? Because in my series, the supernaturals are eventually exposed. So I have to be careful with that. I might be writing myself in a corner. But that's how I would do it. I would have the reader discover the world through the eyes of the main character and make sure you have enough familiar landmarks that are already exists in your series. I would also try to have similar, not similar, um, familiar characters from the series, but I would be careful. I would probably use the side characters or the characters 
that will show up. So like I have waitresses that make appearances. I have like my main character's funny uh, roommate. She may, she might make an appearance. Those people were like, if you wrote them in, it wouldn't affect your other series, but it would be a pleasant surprise if they were familiar with your books or vice versa. If they go into your books and they see this character reappear. You've so, so many ideas. <laughs> on, okay. Now, usually you're my like business person, but you have just turned into my writing guru because this like three minute discussion is everything I was struggling with in my series. And I started, I start, I, I like where they start in their world. I had them going into their world. No, they're there. And then flashback the things leading up to it. But then I think I, flashbacks oh. are tricky. So they're personally, I am picky with flashbacks and not all of them are well done. So I would usually warn against them. Mm. Like even in my favorite series, mm. you know, really great authors, I don't really like flashbacks. They yeah. really irritate me. the wrong word, backstory, because the backstory is what builds the character. They can reference their backstory in how they're solving their problem now. I've experienced okay. this, and I'm not talking pages and pages, but you know, like a sentence or two. I've seen this in this way. Okay, so the way I interpreted what you said was flashback as in, in the past, this happened, and you'd go on for paragraphs describing oh, the event. So usually what happens in the books I've read, the flashback would be in italics and it would go on for pages, like sometimes a few paragraphs, mm -hmm. but I, I've noticed I tend to skim over those parts. I don't know why. I'm just not a fan. Even in TV shows. So not only in books, the only flashbacks I loved were in Lost. That's when you said flashbacks, that's the first thing that popped into my head. Like outside of that, I don't think I... But Lost was a different type of beast. It was that it was part of the mechanics of the story. It was the mechanics yeah. and then the flash forward. Oh, yeah. the flash forward killed me. So you think it's a flashback, but then you realize they're off the island. What happened? How did they get off yeah. the island? Yeah. And that completely that. changed the game. Sorry, can I ask two questions? Because it's like... No, only one. <laughs> okay, can I ask a question? The... The reason I have these questions is based on what you were both saying, I now have this thing where I want to try, right? I want to do this thing now because you guys have sort of talked me, it, it, not talked me into it, but just, it just makes, seems to make sense. But it's, it's based on the answers to these questions. So it's a serial. So like you mentioned earlier, Fatima, um, it's like, it's not the same as writing a chapter of a story, right? Um, it, it, needs, it needs to be its own, it has to have its own satisfying ending, I guess. its own. It has a different structure arc yeah it's kind of like watching a series on tv every every episode something happens and then there's a conflict that conflict is normally resolved but there's also like an overarching conflict that stretches over the whole season or whatever right so i'm assuming that when we're talking about writing a serial that's a, that's the same thing am i am i correct in that assumption mm -hmm. okay right so the other thing is what would you do about editing i've seen this question come up and there are people who will edit as they go along. Um, mm -hmm. So they'll send bits to um, their editor. 
And then I've seen people say um, that they're going to use pro writing aid and that's all they're going to use mm-hmm. um, until, you know, it'll be enough for them. Mm-hmm. I think it all depends on how you feel about your writing, how clean you write, um, your grammar, your structure, everything, and see what happens. Like readers may be more forgiving. Who knows? Yeah. Because it seems like from what like the discussions I've had that readers who read an episodic um, serialized format are more generous and kinder um, because they care about the story. So it's not necessarily how well it's edited. It's the story. Does it grasp them? Does it hook them in? Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of success stories that have been launched because of serials. I mean, come on. Can you state one? Science fiction? The Martian. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's the biggest one that comes to mind. Yeah. No, it's it's true. And that wasn't that wasn't, you know, perfectly edited when it came out. Yeah. But people still loved it and like it went on it, you know, to be a tremendous success. I also wonder what was the because obviously it was a large aspect of the community, right? The community got behind that and pushed forward a little bit as well and then you know um andy we put out there and it did exceptionally well so what but paddy it comes down to the story why did they get behind it because they were engaged in the story yeah yeah 100 percent. so i'm just wondering then is there going to be a strong element of community around vela and what would that look like that remains to be be seen because we know if if Amazon is relying on bigger authors to bring in their readership, mm-hmm. or if Amazon is going to go out there and promote it enough so that their readers flock to Vela. Mm-hmm. We don't know if the readers will accept Vela as an alternate to Wattpad and Radish. Maybe they like that Wattpad and Radish, uh, Radish are, are not cor- you know these big corporations. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Or maybe they're going after a section of some other audience. True. There's a lot of questions. And I think over the next few months, we'll get some of our answers. But from now till then, it's all going to be speculation. And again, I would caution against jumping in without thinking this through. Don't just chase, you know, think being an early adopter will lead to success. Think if it's worth the time. You still don't know how you're going to be paid. Um, is it worth spending time writing a new serial that you hadn't considered? Or is it like, you know, opportunity cost? Is it more, worth, uh, more worthwhile to actually write that book, make that money on the KU store? Who knows? That's all part of it. So all, yeah. all things you have to consider because... I foresee can... a lot of abandoned projects, to be honest. Mm, you mean abandoned novels because people have jumped on this or because people jumped on this and then they leave it because it didn't work the way they expected? I feel, yeah, I feel like they're going to jump on Vela and then they're going to like end that randomly and jump back. And then they're going to say, oh, but Vela didn't work and Vela is blah, blah, you know, the usual. But that 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 has to happen. It's going to happen no matter what because... True. That's what happens with every new platform. And it's the people who stick with it, despite it not working, that end up making it a success because they're consistent. 
because and everything, even in, in writing novels or publishing, you get people who publish one or two books, and it's like, oh, it's not working. I but just yeah, wanted you, to say that people can't see your air quotes on the podcast. Oh <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not being sarcastic. Well, maybe I am being sarcastic, but I'm using air quotes so people can see. But yeah, I'm I'm not as nasty as I sound. If you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an angry, angry Irishman, you know, <laughs> complaining about everything over here. But no, it's it's really cool. So I, I'm really excited about it, to be honest. Uh, I, I can see what you mean because you know this does whip up a lot of excitement. It's, it's okay. It's a, it's the shiny author. new project. Exactly, we're magpies. We're authors. We love to procrastinate. If there's something new, we're on that thing, right? <laughs> for better or for worse, and often and, for worse. And then we discover, <laughs> oh no, this shiny new thing requires work. Yeah, let's go back to the other thing because that's shiny all of a sudden again. <laughs> but so, so I am getting excited about it, and one of the reasons I am is because it is. I have this thing coming up where we're doing something weekly on another platform on Twitch, right? So it's going to be the stream thing that's happening and it is episodic. And I'm seeing an opportunity. Wait, are you going to kill me on Dungeons and Dragons for the (laughs) Twitch followers? Is this what's going to happen in two weeks? Oh no. (laughs) I don't, I don't kill anyone just for the record. It's a story, whatever the story demands and the dice, you know, (laughs) <laughs> he always blames the dice always <laughs> but yeah it's just this thing we're gonna have this twitch thing every week and i'm not necessarily involved in a lot of it though i'm creating some of the material and it just seems like a good opportunity to take this episodic thing and turn it also into a writing project because some of that work's already going to be done repurposing content i'm here for that yeah that's what i'm thinking so it's it's a matter of going well it's it is a bit more work, but it, because some of it's already done and it, it's being repurposed, it's not like doing something from scratch. So it's kind of like weighing up. Well, should I just do this anyway? It's you know. I think go for it, Patty. Like yeah. we all got a kick when once we saw the cover of your magazine, because we were already familiar with Jeannie Hendrix. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's. So I think that's important, you know, like having people become familiar and then seeing it again. That's the reader-author relationship building right there. It's true. I'm doing it. Do it. Once they sort out their UK thing, I'm doing it. And then you can pitch it to the Twitch followers and see if they want to read it. That's what I was thinking. You know, you could have a link, you know, here's last week's episode sort of written up in the novel form from this character's perspective. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Mary, are you writing notes? Um, I'm writing notes. And actually what I did is I actually went to Wattpad to see, because like I fell in love with this story and I read every episode. And um, I, when I was like, did they write? Did they write? Did they write? And to see how many episodes this person had. And it was 103 episodes. And, and this person won a Wadi, which is a Wattpad award. So 103 episodes. Um, how long were the episodes? How many words? About six to 700. Okay, that's not too bad. So that's not, not a lot at all. 60,000. Yeah. And, and then they, um, and this person went on to write a sequel within Wattpad, or the sequel's running now. 
And, and so that's what I was doing. I was trying to figure out how long. And no, this was a phenomenal story. And actually, I found another author who's actually in Kindle now. And, and again, it's the fantasy, not subgenre, fantasy genre. So there, there's my question. A hundred, about a hundred episodes. And, and they did two a week. So 30 weeks. It would be interesting if somebody like would launch it in January and like this is the story for this year. Make it like a, a yearly thing? Yeah. Every every year is like a new season. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Oh. That is. Well, technically, Paddy, there are four seasons in a year. <laughs> Anyone who isn't watching the video didn't see my drum roll either. I was wasted. <laughs> This is this is it's it's also nice because it just shows like also this is still a very dynamic industry you know sometimes you can it's easy to feel oh it's become a bit stagnant or whatever right because something big hasn't happened or whatever but at the same time if you can take a step back and look at the indie author arena <laughs> um, you see that. There's, there are a lot of things. It's really hard to keep up sometimes, right? There's all this, all these things happening. There are always, you know, the, the platforms we're familiar with are in a constant state of flux and development. And then these new things come along. And like, that really excites me. When I see something big like this happen, something new come along. The, yes, there is a danger of getting too focused on it and then to the detriment of other things. But also it's it's a nice sign that mar- the market is still is still rolling, right? Um, there's still a lot happening. It's an exciting place to be. And I think that's a good sign. It definitely is. And I think it's, you got to keep in mind also that there are so many markets that like, we're only seeing a small part of it, but I hear the serialized, you know, fiction market is huge in China and people make a lot of money there. We forget these things because we're only looking at one little piece of the pie. The world is a big place. I liked it because it it triggered my um, creativity. It took Mm. me out of the box of how am I going to present myself to the world? Oh, let me, I could try this. Yeah. Well, it looks like we're all going to try this. (laughs) (laughs) This was a great episode. (laughs) It was, which means there's one last question to ask. Burger, pizza, taco. Pizza. Pizza. Burger. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm in the mood for a burger. I wonder if we'll ever say, we'll all say the same thing at one point. <laughs> mm, don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. There should be a prize for that day. There should be. We should all get a pizza or a burger for that day. <laughs> it's just ground beef and cheese on your pizza. That yeah. does not sound appetizing at all. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> no. Thank you, Mary, though. Thank you for the suggestion. Thank you for uh, listening to us today. We hope that, you know, was this a useful episode? I'm not so sure. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So yes. we hope you got some entertainment out of it. <laughs> Maybe a little value. We'll see you around.